CHN Radio, episode 54. I'm your host, Greg Troxel. You can find me at NUFC underscore Greg. And I am with a man that completes the only black and white podcast for Newcastle United. And I missed him earlier this week. Elijah Newsom. Yes, I'm back. Uh, you can follow me at uh, Elijah underscore Newsom on the Twitters. If you want. Send, send, in, send out those fire tweets if you want to read them, if you want to see them. Uh, my latest content involves a man no under – wait, I don't even know how to say this. It just the latest tweet just involves Flavor Flav, and that, I feel like that's all I need to say about that. Flav. <laughs> Flavor Flav. Oh, man. What a person. He's, he exists. <laughs> he is a man. Yeah. So that happened. Yep, 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 yep. Um, but, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I'm excited to be back. That's honestly all I got for you. Yeah. Um, you know, like we missed you, but I'm kind of, je- I'm actually kind of jealous that you didn't get to do the last podcast. So, uh, because like, it I sucked. Didn't do it. <laughs> like we like doing this stuff, but it really sucks when you watch games like that and then have to do one. Cause you're like, ah, I'll just wait till they win. But at least that's my thought process. Yeah, we should actually only podcast after wins. We should call or, it the New, Newcastle Three Points Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> only when we get three points. I'm do we writing that down. Newcastle Three Points Podcast. You guys can't see me, but I promise you I just wrote that down on a wow. piece of paper. There we go. <laughs> and that's right. the beauty of podcasting. They don't well, that, know I lied. Yeah. They don't. They will they never. Don't. They'll never know. Let's get yeah. into some news. There's very light news. I uh, covered everything earlier. So the first thing, Elijah, uh, tell me about Key. And well, tell me about Chelsea. according to the Chronicle, this is not according to me. Just want to throw this out. According to the Chronicle, just, if everyone's wondering who wrote this, it was the Chronicle, spelled C-H-R-O-I-N-C-L-E. Oh, yeah. Did I spell that right? Oh, no. What did I say? You said C H R O I. Oh, rip. Yeah. Well, the Chronicle. <laughs> the Chronicle. <laughs> the Chronicle. They wrote that uh they they wrote Ki Sung Young Young warns Newcastle United are still in relegation trouble and hints at reforming partnership with John Joe Shelby. And so I was very interested because I was like, huh, did actually did Key say like, oh, you know, we've been working on like sets and training with me and Shelby together. I was like, there's no way it gives away. But I'm like, well, you know, the Chronicle is a reputable news source and they don't, they don't publish articles that are like clickbaity and meant to just like draw you in. Um, but here I am once again, drawn in by their clickbait. Uh, the actual quote Key said about Shelby is that uh, <laughs> everybody knows how good he is. He's very good quality to help the team. 
I know there's a little thing on injuries with Shelby because he missed some games. Now he's fit and he can play. He can help the team anytime. There's a lot of competitions. We have players in the middle. All right. That's All right. Nothing new. Thank, so thank you to the Chronicle. <laughs> well, Shout you know, we could be foreshadowing that we could see a key Shelby pairing. Well, I mean, well, the Chronicle claims that's what's going to happen. I mean, I sure, I would like to see it. But yeah, I would too. No- I talked about it in the last podcast. It's like, you know, how, how do you leave Shelby on the bench? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, you have no answer. You're, none of these chances are getting put through. Like, how do you leave him on the bench then? It's I, true. I mean, at least start him. Like, I don't, I don't care about if he's playing alongside Key or he's playing alongside – just play him. Yeah. Just start him. I don't know yeah. what the holdup is. And initially you could say it was injury, but, like, that was, like, literally a month ago when he was, yeah. like, coming back from injury. I, like, he's back. And I'm, I'm repeating myself again. I said last pod, I mean, I think something might be going on behind the scenes. scenes. Well, yeah, it was, it was literally less than a year ago we were saying, like, he should be in England. It, it hasn't been a year. And he's healthy. He's been healthy. So what, what happened? That's what I want to know. We'll never Maybe know. Maybe he's growing hair happened. again. That's the issue. Yeah, like uh, um, only Americans will get this, but Brian Urlacher. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. That's, that, that was one of the most surprising things that happened uh, in 2018, for sure. Yeah. Sure. Him, him and, uh, and uh, Jason Witten, both with uh, hair coming from nowhere. Yeah. Just throwing that one out there. All right, but you've got some uh, some other news from, from the Chronicle as well. Yeah, um, Debenhams. There, so there's a lot of I'm, – I'm not – I'll admit I'm not like – I didn't read into it a ton. but So basically they're having a lot of issues, and Mike Ashley and his crew are claiming that the Debenhams executives were lying about numbers. Um, turns out Ashley's investment of £150 million could no longer be valid. Uh, there's a lot going on behind the scenes. I, I just don't know enough about it to go into depth, but it's at least worth mentioning. So people say like, oh, well, that will free up 150 million pounds for Mike Ashley, but he didn't invest it. He could have invested that into us in the first place. He's probably not going to do it again. Yeah, <laughs> also, I, he uh, just before this, Greg was reading an article that said what Mike Ashley's failed Debenhams bid means for Newcastle United, and have you figured it out? No. Okay, well, all right. Well, time time <laughs> to move on to our, 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 our one of our newer segments, um, which is actually really useful because uh, there's a lot of BS floating around about this club. So time to time to pull up the old BS meter. Um, oh first, yeah! Uh, oh yeah! Air horn! Air horn! Air horn! <laughs> yeah, we gotta get a sound effects guy. If you're a producer and you'd like to just produce this podcast, just. Just uh, yeah, we definitely need a producer. Yeah, that's definitely something that should happen. Yeah. Um, okay, but uh, here's one I didn't tell you about. I'm just gonna drop drop on you. Uh, this is uh, this is this is this is a good one. Uh, a Portuguese manager, uh, ex Benfica manager Jorge Jesus, has been linked to uh, Newcastle. And actually, that might be a, a soft J, like a Jorge Jesus, because He's Portuguese, but that's not – I think it is Jorge Jesus. But anyway, he's been linked to Newcastle uh, as a potential manager to take over. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? 
which is that on the scale of BS meter. What do you what do you think about that? Oh, I am gonna say, um, you come home from work and your dog pooped on your carpet. BS meter. So pretty common BS. Yeah, just a generic BS. And the yeah. reason is we know they're talking to to Rafa. Like we know Rafa has his demands. Like they're not going to approach another manager right now. I, just, I think it's like a steaming pile of BS, honestly. And I think, and I also think, if Rafa doesn't stay, I think that we won't have a manager until like three days before the season. I also think that's true. Yeah, that's probably true. It won't be a swift hire. Like most clubs, they'll go without a manager for a match. Um, we'll go <laughs> without a manager for a month. We just won't even interview for like two months. Yeah. <laughs> We're we're actually we're gonna we're 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 actually hoping Tata Martino doesn't make it through the summer, at, with Mexico. And, well, and even just, if he does, he'll probably just want to leave anyway. That's true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Greg has hard feelings towards Tata. I'm gonna say uh, it's a like you take a shovel of cow manure, just plopped it on your front porch. I think it's a lot more BS than you're you're giving it because I think it's just like that guy's agent trying to get him work. Like it's it. I think it's if you're an agent, it's the easiest thing to just like, like go to any newspaper and be like, "Hey, my client was contacted by this club, who obviously could possibly be looking for a manager in the future." And like, there's been so many potential replacements that have been linked to to Rafa, um, to, not to Rafa, to Newcastle, um, and, you know, replacing Rafa, and a lot of them don't. They either don't make sense or they kind of are just come out of nowhere. And this is another one. Like the guy has kind of his ship has sailed in terms of in terms of uh actually like being a, a manager on on a in a, a top tier league i think his last actual managerial position uh was was like with uh, a saudi arabian club like in, in 2016 or something tough league so, yeah it's a real tough league it's uh i'd rate that you know honestly above the german league uh, but but yeah um anyway uh, so yeah, I think that's a lot. So uh, moving on, we've got a uh, Dave Kitson during the Arsenal match on the Talk Sports uh, international commentary team before uh, the Arsenal match last Monday. Uh, he said that he would heard from a source and um, that's close to the club that the club was in advanced stages of being sold for a fee of between three hundred million pounds to four hundred million pounds. And the reason why you're just now hearing about this now is because like this. Content was actually not even accessible to people in uh, in England because like that broadcast was uh, was just like not like it's it wasn't available in England so he didn't so no one in England knew about it so the Chronicle just have written about it um, but basically he said uh, that it's I can tell you I can tell you a little bit of an exclusive don't ask me how I know but this club will be sold for end of the season. Uh, what's the load of BS on that one? <laughs> um, I'm going to go back to my manure farm reference. Just like use it as fertilizer for the soil. Like yeah. everything grows in manure. Like it's, it's – the club's not getting sold. Well, Done. okay. <laughs> well, that answered that. Now on to some fun ones. we got some transfer rumors. Uh, so – the first one, uh, there's a lot uh, for Iose Paris. Let's talk about him. Um, he's been linked to uh, Celta Vigo um, is the latest one. Uh, Napoli, as well as Real Batiste, 
as uh, potential clubs interest him in the summer. Um, what do you think about that? Oh, man. That is interesting news because we should go back to our conversation oh, yes. about oh, this. Yeah. And I said, if Perez is going to go anywhere in, in Spain, it's going to be Real Betis or Celta Vigo. <laughs> you did say that. And I threw out a little Villarreal. Yeah, no, a bigger club or a sub. And yeah, I, I, so my, I don't think that's BS. I think it's a real thing. Perez has already said that. He wants to leave, and I think Real Betis is would be a really good club for him to go to. I just I see a match there. They have a bunch of small, fast players, and um, Celta Vigo's made Europe like what two years ago or something. So they're they can be pretty good in La Liga. I I don't see him wanting to go to a big club and sitting on the bench. Um, I think he'll want to be promised a starting job and. I think that's I, – so I think it's kind of legit. I think it's legit too. Um, I wouldn't say Celta Vigo is a bigger club or Real Betis is a bigger club, but, like, it, it is La Liga, so. Yeah, um, and Napoli – Napoli is the BS, though. Yeah, I don't – yeah, I don't know about Napoli. That doesn't <laughs> seem uh, – That's not happening. Yeah, that just doesn't seem right. What's next? Um, let's see. Oof. Who do we want to do next? Um, there's uh, this is an interesting one. Uh, there's a uh, defender um, from Nuremberg, uh, Patrick Eres, um, who is 24 years old. Um, it's from the German media outlet Bild. Who, if you don't remember this, Bild was the outlet that reported the Cristiano Ronaldo rape story. So um, shout out to Bild because they're actually a pretty solid source. Um, he's 24 years old. His contract runs out in 2020. Um, and he could be available as little uh, for as little as five million pounds. Um, you're looking at a guy who is in is you know has is in a contract year, so that's probably why his price has gone down. But um, but yeah, would be another guy can also play as a CDM as well. So just what do you, uh, what do you thought, what are your thoughts uh, on that? Yeah, I'm gonna say the same thing as Perez. I think it's a good. I think that's a legit thing. It's a cheap price. I can see us doing something like that, like finding another share or Dubrovka. Yeah, um, I, I agree as well. I think it's it's a, it's a pretty solid rumor. Um, like I, like the the price is what makes sense. Uh, five yeah. million pounds is is right, and he's below that age of twenty five. Um, but his transfer mark value is only is like one point two five million euros. Um, but he has made thirteen appearances for Nuremberg uh, this season, so that's not particularly great. Um, but it's not bad. Uh, so. Yeah, good good for him, I guess. Uh, he scored a goal, so I guess that's good for him as well. Um, and so moving on, we've got another one, Ryan Frazier from Bournemouth. Uh, and it's uh, the, the claims uh, are that there'll be a cash plus player deal that would send Matt Ritchie back down to Bournemouth and Ryan Frazier to Newcastle. Um, who Ryan Frazier, of course, is another winger. Six goals, ten assists on the season. Uh, entering the last 12 months of his uh, broadcast uh, of his contract, not broadcast his <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Last 12 months, of his contract. Um, the rationale here, um, this is, I'm still, this is Lee Ryder's verdict. And this actually kind of makes sense is that, uh, that Matt Ritchie, the Stoke deal for Matt Ritchie was rumored to be around 20 million pounds, which is what 
people would say Ryan Fraser's value is. So it'd be a play, you know, player plus plus cash kind of thing. I'd say Matt Ritchie plus six or seven million pounds uh, for Ryan Frazier. Uh, thoughts on that? Uh, no way. <laughs> no way. Uh, Taco Bell, like an hour after. Oh, that's actually disgusting. Not happening. That's an image that none of us will really get out of <laughs> Not, not going to happen. Tons of BS. There's, there is BS everywhere all over this. We're not doing a player swap for cash deal. That's not Newcastle. I mean, I guess. Prove me wrong. <laughs> I mean, I can't prove you wrong. So, I mean, I, do, I just don't think – I don't know if it makes sense for Bournemouth. Um, like, I, I mean, I just – it doesn't – like, it just I – I mean, yeah, I'm sure they'd like to re-sign Matt Ritchie. And, yeah, Matt Ritchie's looked really good against Bournemouth the past couple times we've played them. But, like, Ryan Frazier is also a really important part of their team. It just doesn't make sense to just, like, basically sell one of your best players for, you know, a former, like, club grade, I guess. I don't know. But we've seen it happen uh, with bigger clubs. They just sell really good players. And, yeah. But, anyway, uh, so that's Ryan Frazier. Um, another one we've got – this is actually an interesting one uh, that's resurfaced. Uh, Nicholas Taglificio. Nicholas Taglificio. Um uh, of course, the Argentinian left back who has been killing it for Ajax, who Newcastle could have gotten for seven million pounds. We've been linked to him again. Um, for this, for me, I think that the interest is genuine. I think that it's not a lot of BS, but I also think that it's just not realistic in a sense of uh, like Tagafisho's numbers. Um, like he's had a good season. He's played well in the Champions League. I think that, and Arsenal's linked him as well. I think he's going to get sold for north of 20, 20 million pounds at least. Um, I think the BS meter is three Taco Bells, um, and you get the cheesy Fiesta potatoes about an hour or two after. You know a lot about about Taco Bell, bro. That was me in college, bro. I would crush Taco Bell. Honestly, a little disgusting. And I would never go there earlier than eleven a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Hey, shout out Newcastle! You got a Taco Bell? What up? Yeah, (laughs) you have a Taco Bell. I, I don't go now as an adult, but in college. Yes, that was it. Honestly, what Greg is saying is if, like, if you're past the age of 24, you shouldn't eat a Taco Bell. Yeah, unless it's like an extreme time crunch and you don't have any other options. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Um, it, <laughs> I, this is one of those where Newcastle, like, I could write an article on this. Newcastle interested in such and such player, and it's just, like, it's not – it's just not realistic. I mean, the, the reason this kind of has resurfaced is that – one, the Arsenal links are, are gaining steam. And Taglia Fischo um, did say uh, to on, in some interview that um, he thinks the summer could be the, the time to take a step to the next level. He went to Ajax in order to become a better player, blah, blah, blah. And the next step for a lot of players in what they see is this, the Premier League. And we've got, a, we've got two more. Um, they're both a little out there. So we'll start with the one that's the most, I mean, that's just interesting. Uh, Silas Wamangutuka. As a 19-year-old French striker, uh, well, I guess he was Congolese, um, but he's playing for Paris FC, um, who Paris FC is recently promoted to uh, League, eh, you know, aka the Farmers League. He scored eight goals this season. 19 years old, um, could seem like a decent player. Could be a player Newcastle get for the cheap. Um, but yeah, uh, so far it looks like Newcastle are one of the only clubs monitoring him. So. Um, what do you think about that? Um, 
Was he? How old is he? Nineteen. Yes. Uh, no BS. He will be a U twenty three player. Yeah. Um, yeah, especially considering that Paris FC recently promoted team eight goals a season. Um, it's not bad, but it's just also like if you're going to be a League One product or League uh, product that immediately contributes in the Premier League, you need to be near the top of the the score sheet or be playing for a PSG or um, or Marseille or a bigger club. Well, they're not in League One. They aren't. No, they're in they're in League Duh. Well, oh, uh, maybe they got re not relegated. Wait, wait, they got re relegated. I guess. I, I don't think they, they haven't been in League League One in, in a while. Wow, I could have sworn but, I thought now they, they are. Were. They are. They could be because they're in. Uh, I think they're in. They're they're either in. No, I don't think they're in automatic. They're either an automatic promotion or a playoff spot right now. So they could be. That's true. It's um, been a while. There are two other clubs looking at them though. Uh, Liverpool and and Barcelona are scouting them. Interesting. Um, yeah, that is interesting, uh, especially with Barcelona. Um, Liverpool, sure. I mean, I guess. Yeah. All right. What's okay. the last one? Oh, the last one is just gross. Okay, so according to Team Talk, Newcastle are you prepared to use Dwight Gale and Jacob Murphy as bait in order to get Solomon Rondon, Jake Livermore, and Kieran Gibbs to tie inside. That just – that's a lot. <laughs> that just, no, literally somebody was just on FIFA and messing around. That's not even that something you You, you just FIFA. tried that out. You, you literally can't do that on FIFA because that just doesn't happen. Like that – like – Yeah, I've, that's right. You can't do – you can't negotiate multiple players, can you? Yeah, you that's can like, barely negotiate straight up players. It's like the NBA trade analyzer existed for soccer. Like this would be one of the things yeah. that would come out of that. <laughs> yeah. That was that was just like – I mean – No. It's just a lot. That's just so much. It's not happening. (laughs) Yeah, that is. All right. (laughs) So that That concludes a whole lot of BS. I hope you enjoy the BS. And because it got real BS and stanky up in here, we're going to take a break. All right, Elijah Newsom. Yeah, I wonder if people think that we actually, like, get up and take a break during that when you say take a break. Oh, break me off a piece of that Kit Kat bar. Oh, yeah, I, I guess. We're going to preview Newcastle United going up against the worst mascot in the Premier League. Yes. Foxes. Yeah. Foxes are dumb. Well, technically foxes are cunning, but... Yeah, they're that? actually not dumb animals, but that's yeah. like, just a, like a... I don't know. There's probably worse names like Hotspur. It's literally like it's a chicken. It's a rooster. <laughs> That's probably worse. I'd like Kentucky Fried Hotspur. <laughs> yeah, actually. Open up a restaurant. Oh, they never mind. It's not the worst. It's not the worst. What's worse? The cherries. The clarets are pretty bad, too. Uh, not worse I don't know cherries. what a claret is. Claret's like historical. Yes. It's like one of them. Or is it a color? It is a color. It's also a red wine for Bordeaux. Oh. Well, then that's a pretty awesome mascot. All right. Yeah, anyway, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's talk about Lester. 
Um, so we're looking at the table real quick. Leicester have been on a tear. We're going to talk about that. They are in seventh place, 47 points. They've had a complete turnaround since Brendan Rodgers took over. Um, and then you have to scroll down a little bit to find us. Sitting in 15th at 35 points. So Leicester, 12 points above us as of now. And that is pretty much the story because they've, I think, had 12 points since Brendan Rodgers took over, and we were like one or two points behind them mm-hmm. at one point in the season. So they really took off. Um, yeah, so uh, below us we still have we have Brighton, two points below us, Southampton, same thing. And then Cardiff is the only non-relegated team in the bottom three. They are still seven points below us. Um, so let's let's get into it. Um, some uh, well, actually, well, let's let's talk about the last match, which is not we won't dwell on. Um, it was a bad one. Newcastle were dominated completely. Uh, Lester had double the shots. They had four more shots on. We had one shot on target. They had five. Um, they had 60% of possession. Harry Maguire absolutely destroyed us. Um, it was exactly not what you want. Uh, two goal or a goal and assist from Harry Maguire, a penalty from Jamie Vardy, James Madison with an assist. Just nothing, nothing good came from this. Um, Newcastle players that performed well, the best player rating that I'm seeing right here is still not even a seven. Um, nobody performed at seven points or higher. It was LaSalle's at a 6'8", and then Shelby at a 6'7". Yep. Uh, so not not a lot of good happening there. So that leads us to now. We have some injury updates. Um, Harry Maguire missed the last match against Huddersfield. They beat him 4-1. to one. But he is expected to return, and it looks like it's going to be a pretty full side for Leicester. Uh, the only... Chain, the only players out are um, Daniel Amarty and Mark Albrighton are out. And Johnny Evans, uh, apparently he, he's like, he might play. I don't know. But other than that, Lester's looking pretty good. From our side, obviously Longstaff and Lejeune are out, unfortunately. Um, and Diame is doubtful. Doubtful. So, um, based on that, how are you thinking the lineups are going to look? Well, um, I guess we're going to – oof. Uh, we could go five in the back again. Um, probably will. Yeah. Uh, probably going to see a little Dubrovka in goal. I would be surprised if he isn't. Uh, let's get Shareless Cells and Dummett with Richie and Mankio. Um, mm. I think Mankio is going to play – and I think people are going to then realize Mankio is like not a great wing back, not a great fullback, but also not a great wing back. Um, sure, why not? Um, and obviously you're going to Perez and Almiron on the wings with Rondon on top. I think in the middle though, because um, I think is Isaac Hayden available? I think he. I, yeah. I did see that he was day to day. Yeah, he's, he's available. So according to like what I think, I think. From what I've seen, I don't think he's not going to play. According to your sources, which is just you, you think he's well, not going and, to play. And the dot coms. Well, you think he's going to play or not going to play? He will play. Okay. Well, if he's playing, or I he, want him in the middle. He will be available. Let me say that. 
Yeah, I want him in the middle alongside Shelby. I mean, like, I don't know what you're doing if you're not starting Shelby. Um, at this point, it's kind of like if Diama is going to be injured, you might as well. There's, like, no actual reason to start Key. Um, I mean, sure. I mean, would you rather see him uh, Hayden alongside Shelby or, like, Key alongside Shelby? Well, I just know Key is could be so good. Um, uh, I guess. I mean, why not? Like, put Shelby and, and Hayden out there. I mean, Shelby and, and Key out there. See what happens. I mean, but it's it's harder to say, though, because I'm not seeing the chemistry and training. Like, there's a lot between that, that position that we don't – we can't tell if we don't see it with our own eyes, right? So Yeah. And, I mean, I guess, I guess you know, if, if I'm given the opportunity, if, like, if, if there's uncertainty between, like, starting Shelby and Hayden, then I would rather – like, in terms of chemistry-wise, I'd rather see them roll out Shelby and Key because it's, like, at least there's, like, a good track record of them both playing together as holding midfielders. Um, so you, you kind of can slot them in and kind of see and see if they can figure it out. And I honestly do think Key is better as, like, just a flat-out defensive midfielder who's only – like, kind of like what Isaac Hayden does, who's only kind of asked to create when the team's pushing forward, not, you know, someone you need to completely generate your your offense from. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think um, – well, I'm, I'm still going to say it. I want Muto in there. Um, really bad. <laughs> and, like – and I mentioned this, like, we, we have to find a way, like, like we were saying, is building out the back, like hitting it to Shelby, building through the middle of the pitch, because that's how you're going to get the most out of Almiron, too. Um, just swinging it in the box and having nobody connect on it is not going to be conducive for our offense. I think we both agree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so on the lesser side, pretty full squad. They'll probably do their four three three. Any players that you would recommend that we need to watch out for? From from Lester, yeah, uh, <laughs> um, Jamie Vardy, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. He could be one. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of players on their team. That, like, um, I mean, uh, obviously that's that's the big one. Um, someone else to pay attention to. Yuri Tillemans has just been. I think he's adjusted pretty well. Starting to adjust pretty well. Um, I mean, and if it depends on who they start, if, if gray plays, he's always something to, to, you know, to someone to pay attention to. Um, but indeed in the midfield as well is going to be yeah. someone to pay attention to because that's how I was going to, yeah, he's, he's so physical and he's, and he's very good on the ball as well. Um, and for some reason, like Rafa's, uh, tactics for a, a few matches have been like, let's just put out a really physical midfield to mess with the opposition. And now you're coming with an opposition who has like a very physical defensive midfielder. So, um, I mean, I don't, I don't know if that tactic of playing like two out and out holding midfielders would work if Diame was healthy. Um, so, but yeah, indeed he would be a guy to, to definitely, definitely pay attention to. Yeah. I'd say indeed for sure. Uh, Madison for sure. And Perea for sure. Like those are my uh, obviously I forgot about Perea. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're good. Um yeah, they're good. Okay, so like um play wise, so I think 
I also agree. I know you kind of went to it. I think we're going to do our, our the formation that we've done. Five. If this one's going to be pretty much a five-four-one, though, because we're going to be defending a lot, I'd imagine. Um, but unfortunately, I don't, I don't know how much is going to change. I think we're still going to do the same thing with the balls in the box. Hope Rondon can get something, but I, I don't know. I don't know how. I would love to see. Okay, so this has happened twice where we've had three at the back. Game's close in the 60th minute. We switch to the four-two-three-one, and our opponent doesn't know what to do with it. I would love to see that. What do you? What, what's your thought? I mean, I would love to see that as well. I mean, I mean that's why I fancy starting Dummett, um, just because you know then you can naturally kind of transition to that formation. Um, I do think a growing frustration I'm seeing on the internet, um, specifically on Reddit and on Facebook. Um, is that people are a little upset that Miguel Amiron has not been able to play like his quote true position, um, which is a number 10, uh, which people could say is number 10. Um, I guess the position he's been best at. Uh, and so I, I would like to see a four, two, three, one at some point with Miguel as the number 10 um, and not just him being used as an out and out winger. Um, it is cool. And it, it has been effective at times, but I do think giving him the positional freedom of a number 10 role would be nice to see, especially in like a four, two, three, one. And it takes the pressure off of, 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 you know, Isaiah Perez, who's not, you know, the best at creating chances. Um, and, and Matt Ritchie as well. Um, it allows them to do some more work off the ball and get in some decent positions. So I'd like to see that four, two, three, one at the end of the match. And it, it's worked. Um, that's the thing. Yeah. Uh, twice was, in recent memory. Right. Yeah, I mean, okay. that's the only memory we have. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I would like to see that. From On lesser side, you know, they're really good at set pieces, so that's a, that's a big concern for me in this game. I don't I – don't, I, every time they get a set piece near the box, I'm going to be nervous. I, honestly, any corner, that's, that's where I'm expecting them to, to get the most from us. Um, some stats for the match. Brendan Rodgers took over five matches ago. They've won four of them. They've scored 12 goals in those matches, and Jamie Vardy scored half of those. So six goals in the last five matches for Vardy. That's going to be something we've got to keep up with. Um, but the win over Huddersfield was their fourth straight league win. Um, and that's pretty much – oh, and I mentioned last week. so. We are still on pace for, like, the lowest scoring season we've ever had in the Premier League. So that, that, that's happening still. That's cool. Um, that's all the stats I have. Oh, 538. We can talk about that. 538. <laughs> so they predict every match. If you listen to this podcast, you probably know who they are by now. Um, so for this match, they're – saying that Leicester has a 52% chance to win, a 27% chance to draw, and a 21% chance for Newcastle to win. Once again, I say that's fair. Yeah, that, that is fair. <laughs> yeah. Um, Predictions. Yeah. Do you want me to go first? I'll go. Um, I think – it's a repeat of the last match. I think Newcastle loses to Leicester again 2 nothing. 
Wow. Oof. Going for my third straight correct prediction, by the way. Uh, I'm going to go 3 nothing. Oh, wait, never mind. Cardiff. I mean, the, the last match blew that. Never mind. Yeah. 3 nothing. 3 nothing, Leicester. Yeah. We're not feeling it for this one, are we? Yeah, I mean, I, it's. I think. I think one. I think they're going to get a goal from open play. Now, I think they'll get two goals from open play and a goal from a set piece. Yeah, I. I'm nervous about defending them on set pieces. I just. I just don't think. Oh, and it's a Friday match. Ugh. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Friday. Just, it's a lot to not feel confident about. But I would love to get on the the, the old pod with you Monday evening and be like, oh, well, look at us. We did a thing. We won. <laughs> and if we win, we're safe. Yeah, sure. and and I, I said this before too. I don't. I don't. I think we are safe now. Some people can still say we're in a relegation battle, but let's be honest. Cardiff doesn't have a run in them. They just don't. Um, so I, I mean, think we are safe now. But hey, let's keep telling the players we aren't safe, and maybe they'll play better. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we should. Honestly. Yeah, maybe they shouldn't listen. Uh, I see Perez. Please don't listen to this podcast. And yeah, you know, just please do the ear thing. Yeah, yeah. Do it now, or yeah. like. 30 seconds ago. Rewind, plug it, forget about yeah. this. All right. <laughs> um, anything else that you want to say about the match? No. Uh, I'm, I, oh, actually, yes. Okay. Um, this is a home match for Leicester. Right? Are you asking me? Yes. Oh, I thought you were saying this is a home match for Leicester. Oh, well, I guess me being so sure of myself – just made you believe. Yeah, it is a home match for us. It is. Um, I have to say, their blue uniforms are probably my favorite in the Premier League right now. Over the black and white? I mean, obviously, I'm partial to Newcastle. But, I mean, like, we're saying outside of Newcastle. Okay. I think. I just like – I just – I don't know. I just like that shade of blue. And they just – they don't try to get too fancy with it. They're just like, our uniforms are blue. That is it. So, that, that's all I got to say about that. Wow. Yeah, real match analysis. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. All right, let's uh what what's next? Um so we're going to get into some questions, but first some other people want to talk to you and talk about their stuff. Here it is. Well, hey there, Elijah. Wow, Greg, don't you love that product? <laughs> yeah. Um let's get into some questions. Okay. Rotator chip. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. What? I didn't like that. Okay. You assigned um, a gender to potato chips. Just throwing that Procropolis. Oh, okay. <laughs> we have some questions. Do you want to hear them? Yeah, I was going to. I was just, you know, you say that and then you don't ask them. So. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, I'm waiting to hear from you. <laughs> We're working okay. on our chemistry. You know, it's been it's been like uh, less than a week since we last podcasted together, and it's devastating. Um, I'm just distraught. So the first question from Rawson in America, he has a question, and his is, what right back should we target in the summer? That's a good question. That's so question. how do you want to set this? Do you want to do it like Premier League only, or should we just pick one? Uh, I mean, I'd say we let's keep it realistic. Okay. Is that fair? Yeah. All right. Um, so since we're doing that, uh, Jonathan Favard, no, no, um, <laughs> uh, Benjamin, Benjamin. Yeah. Um, that is a very good question. Um, honestly, 
Hmm. I don't know. I, I have one if you want me to go. Okay, yeah, you go first. We talked about him uh, in the in the winter. He's plays for Strasbourg, who just won the Coupe de la Ligue, playing in Europe next year. He has four goals, nine assists on this season, played 28 matches for Strasbourg. He is Kenny Lala. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I would love for to have him. He's a similar player to DeAndre, to be honest, but he has been a poacher as far as creating chances and scoring. Um, he is probably the best player on Strasbourg's team right now, and they're sitting in, I think they're in eighth in league all and just won a cup. So he's clearly doing well. <laughs> okay. What about you? I have one. Um, he used to play for Man City, and I believe he got sold to Ooh. a La Liga club. Um, okay. But uh, Pablo Mefiu, uh, who is a right back, I know he played a little bit of wing back at, uh, at Man City, 21 years old, I believe. Um, super young, super quick. Um, but a better defender than DeAndre. Um, and also, if we're going to stick with this five in the back formation, works well as a, as a wing back. Ah, and that's a good one. More creative, it would be more like having two Matt Ritchies because uh, the guy can also play right mid. So uh, it, it, that'd be a good signing. Um, it, it'd be yeah, pretty good. That, yeah, that one would probably be a better one because Kenny Lala is already 27. And mm. if we're doing that youth transfer policy, that wouldn't work out. But um, if not, then. Yes, but I, yeah, I think the younger player, I think we'd all agree, would be a better, better spot because they can develop. Oh, and um, there's a guy from Monaco, Benjamin Hendricks, Hendricks, who I just remembered. Uh, he's nice. He plays. Is, I he, know he plays. is he as good as Barreca? <laughs> he's he's the reason Barreca's not starting. Uh, so that's. But yeah, but uh, but I mean, Monaco usually produce some decent players, um, and he, he's another guy. Uh, who, what about that guy, Jabril? Uh, was it Sid Sidibe? Sidibe? Oh, that <laughs> yes, that. <laughs> oh, my pronunciation is trash on that name. It's yeah, it's okay. Um, but yeah, he's a guy that I know um, for a fact plays right back, and I think um, I'm gonna look at his transfer marks real quick. He also does play left back, so. That's just be interesting. A good utility guy, 21 years of age as well. Um, but the reality – Wait, uh, who are we talking about? Benjamin Hendricks. Okay. I just I wanted to make sure we're not talking about uh, that guy. <laughs> oh. Okay, so Benjamin. Okay. But the, but the reality of the situation is that Newcastle will not sign any of these people. Um, <laughs> so. We put it through the BS meter. It's not yeah. going to go well. Yeah. Um, Okay, uh, next question we have. It's another Yedlin-themed question from One Lost Muffin. Oh. My dude. He said, is Yedlin in a slump and just need time to clear his head, or is he getting the boot over the summer? I don't think he's getting the boot over the summer. Um, I mean, there's not, a, there's not a really good reason to sell him without, like, a good replacement. And even if you have a good replacement – Yedlin's like a very good backup, like rotational piece. So I don't think he's getting the boot. I also – I do think he's in a slump. Um, I'm not as pessimistic as like a lot of people, I guess. Um, but that's because DeAndre Yedlin's been my favorite like footballer 
since I started watching soccer. Uh, So, um, so yeah, so that's, that's kind of my reason. Um, But yeah, uh, I I don't think he's getting a boot uh, just simply because like Newcastle would have to bring in essentially two right backs because it's like, there's no way you could justify selling Yedlin and keeping Mankio. Like if you're going to sell a right back, you should probably sell Mankio because he's actually not very good at a lot of things. Um, so, I mean, I, yeah, I don't think he's getting the boot is my answer to that question. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't, I agree with you on that. I don't think he's getting the boot. I, I do think, I don't think that he's in a slump though. So he's, he's gotten a lot of this criticism from the U S men's national team supporters from Newcastle supporters, the same thing. I, you know, I'm, I'm starting to wonder if this is his peak, um, maybe a little too unfair to say that, but I think that if we're going to improve in that position, we are going to need to sign somebody else. I don't think that we're going to be able to improve and keep yet and like start Yedlin. That's, that's my thoughts at this moment. It could change, but, um, I don't necessarily, I don't think he's in the slump. I think he like literally the play. I mean that play. I mean it first wouldn't have happened if Almiron didn't just blatantly turn over the ball. And two, it was Yedlin recovering from a mistake that he just ran over <laughs> um, Zaha. So it's like that's what he does. He recovers from mistakes and like that. He was just doing what he normally does, and he accidentally just ran into the person. So it's like he's not really in a slump it's just unfortunately how he lives and dies by the game and sometimes it really works out for him sometimes it doesn't hence last week um but and like obviously because of a mistake that big nobody talks about the the two chances that he created last week either. Yeah. but i i don't think he's we in order for newcastle to be better we need somebody else i think I'm 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 pretty confident in that I would say, to to start over him, not for him to leave. I have his kit too, so like he can't go. Yeah, it's true. Greg spent like <laughs> a lot of money on that. <laughs> Tons of money. You guys, half a paycheck even. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, honestly, you know what we should do. We should do a swap deal with Arsenal for Hector Bellerin. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. Just swap. Yeah, a straight up swap deal. Yedlin for Bellerin. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, last question from the official questionnaire of CHN Radio, Trevor Mooney. He says, who would most likely, who would be the most likely to win the Masters with a 5,000 to 1 handicap? So that's a, that's a pretty great start. So I would say all of them automatically, but, <laughs> um, but being realistic. Um, Brendan Rogers, Steve Rogers, or Roger Rabbit? What, dude? What is what is a handicap? Oh man, like a a handicap is your like so like it's how many you shoot over par, right? So if you so essentially a pro golfer, and say I had a five, say you had a five thousand handicap, and you were going up against a pro golfer, that means you have a 5,000 stroke cushion before. Oh, (laughs) Oh, okay. It's a a way to keep like golfers of different, like quality levels to play. Oh, it's basically like justifying like 
people who suck at golf but are rich to like stay on the course. Like, oh, oh yeah, like if I if I went up, like one of my friends is a really good golfer and we go golf. I'm my handicap is ten higher than him. So when I when we start and we play together, like I start with a ten stroke lead essentially. And you start at minus ten. Wow. Well, it's just like a ten handicap. So like when when we do our scores the other day, I get ten more strokes like to help me out ten more of a cushion well so to make it fair because then otherwise like he would just blow me out every time um that's fair yeah so this would it's be a five thousand one right? handicap yeah, no it's no not, it's, it's for the entire course yeah. okay okay so okay. um mostly yeah. you'll see like a five difference five to ten difference is probably the most common that you'll see in, in handicaps between golfers but trevor went with a five thousand Okay, well, if it's five thousand, then I just want it's it's at a point where I want to see fun. So I'm going to hit Steve Rogers because Captain America. Was yeah, I, that's what I thought too. Let's um, take, that's let's it. Handicap, handicap at ten. I bet you Steve Rogers can outdrive everyone. Yeah, no, that's insane. Like he he's like a hundred percent can outdrive everyone. Yeah, um, just that'd be sick. That's that's like the coolest thing about about golf. Actually, I don't know the coolest thing about golf, but I enjoy that when they hit like a really long drive. You're like, "Wow!" Yeah, you can just tell as soon as they swing through. It's you're like, like, "Ooh!" It's like when uh, people hit a home run too. It's just like you hear the crack of the bat. Uh, like, "Oh, that's gone." Yeah, you don't have to tell me twice. Yeah, love it. So yeah, well, I think we're both on Steve. I mean, when I saw the question come in, I was like, "I mean, it's Captain America." Yeah, come on. I, mean, it's not I have a question bodies. for you, actually. What's uh, that? So- our good friend Warren the Bart Warren the Barton Warren the Barton Warren the Barton uh, Warren Barton posted a uh, a picture of him and his siblings because it's National Siblings Day. Um, so I'd like you to tell me who your favorite uh, like siblings are in in sports. Just like you can give you rattle off a couple names or oh, just uh, this is an easy answer. Okay, it's the Grammaticus. Okay. <laughs> That's 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 really helping out our international audience. <laughs> um, that's like a very American, just like not even like normal fan thing. That's like a you have to be like a real fan to know about. <laughs> Yo, the Grammaticas were so dope. The only kickers to celebrate extra points and showboat, and then during the celebration tears his ACL. Yeah, like, that's amazing. <laughs> that is something um, of a meaningless extra point. Oh. I'll go with the. Buccaneers team. Uh, I like the Ooh. Barber brothers. I think people forget that they were identical twins. I Who have a little bit of problem with one of the Barbers. So oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. He played for that team in New York. Well, okay. Anyway, it's cool <laughs> that that like there's just there's just like legitimate just moments where like one of them is just lighting up the other just because like he had yeah, that. and that's sick. You don't see that often. Yeah. Also throw the. Zeller brothers up there for honorable mention uh, because that's like, wow. Imagine growing up uh, feeding up like your mom and you have like, you just birth like sons who are all six feet. No, sorry. six eleven. Imagine feeding those guys. Yeah. That's it. I, I'm out. I'm out. On oh, that. The, the Williams sisters. They oh, yeah. probably I, they're, they're probably, the they're they're probably. The <laughs> yeah. Oh, Wayne Gretzky and his younger brother, uh, Darrell. Wayne Gretzky and, like, even if he's an only child, probably the best siblings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, oh, man. Uh, yeah, that was fun. That was yeah. Fun. We did something. Love it. <laughs> Love it. 
Well, do you have anything else? Um, honestly, no. All right. Well, I'm glad you were honest with us. And like we always will be honest. Um, that concludes episode 54 of CHN Radio. We love that you listen. Please like, Fabian, share, and subscribe to the podcast. And rate us five stars. Actually, before we go, oh, well, I can do that later. I said on the last podcast, before the next match, I would like 25 five-star reviews. I'll check with it. We'll tweet about it tomorrow. Uh, if you guys can get us to that, that'd be really helpful. It just takes, like, it literally takes less than eight seconds. So if you haven't done this and you're listening to it, it'd be a huge help if you can get us to 25. We were at 19 on uh, whatever day, Monday. We were at 19 on Monday. So literally, I just need six people to take less than 10 seconds and click the five-star button. Um, that'd be really huge. Really appreciate you guys listening. We outie. Let's get some three points. Away the lads.
head, the groom's quite moody. Coffee Johnny had a white hat on, they yelled, we stole the cuddy. There were spice dolls and monkey shows, and they had white cell inside us. And a chip of a hobney loan, the butchers, and no more lads for riders. Oh, no. 